Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On today's episode, we have a special interview ahead of the NWSL Championship Final. A quick reminder to subscribe to us on YouTube to never miss out whenever we go live. And for our NWSL Championship Preview and Live Recap episodes, Today, we welcome NWSL Championship bound and Iron Woman defender for Portland Thorns, Kelly Hubley. Welcome to Attacking Third. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We're very, very amped to have you on here. Look, I know for me, when we were going to see like who the two teams were in the championship final, that we had to set up our content planning and arrange our interviews. I was like, um, yeah, we got to talk to Kelly Hubley, like <laughs> most finest, you know, Chicago yeah. represent. I was like, let's get her on the show. And it's also your first time on the show. So we're very, very happy to have you on. And you're here joining us ahead of a big, big game. So let's just start with that. How are you feeling? What's the energy around the team right now ahead of the final? Yeah, super excited. The energy around the team's been amazing today. We just had like a light re-entry day and everyone was just buzzing around. So Energy's good. Everyone's excited. I think, yeah, it's just a cool opportunity, really special moment for us. Um, the last game was just amazing with all of our fans. So I think we're just excited to get get the final in and show everyone why we belong to be there. The Thorns are headed to another championship final. Um, and usually when we talk with players or, or being parts of teams, when you when you start a year, you set goals for yourself as a team. And a lot of times teams say, hey, we want to make it to the final. We want to win a championship. We want to do all of these great things. But Portland has actually done that, right? Like you've, you've actually made it to the NWSL championship. Um, when you look back at this year and, and now where you are at this point, um, what is kind of like the, the overall like arch of this team this year, the arc of the team and, and how you got to this point this year? Yeah, it was a big thing for us is like, we thought of like a lighthouse in preseason and like whenever like things aren't going our way, just like there's waves in the ocean. We just always come back centered to that lighthouse. And I think just focusing on our process and being process-based, like, okay, if we win, great. If we lose, but are we like working towards like something greater than just the game? So I think this year has been big of like when things were going good for us, amazing. But when things weren't going good for us, like how do we come back to the lighthouse and be doing things that we know we need to be doing and like, we want to win the right way. We don't want to win a game where we played bad. We want to win the play, like playing the game. We all want to be playing. 
I love that. The lighthouse. You know, I, I, I love that you're like sharing a little bit of insight to that because I've seen like little lighthouse logos like, uh, throughout uh, some of the, the regular season and the postseason. It's cool to sort of have the, the context uh, with that. For for you, as, as someone who sits lower on the pitch for this team, how's, how's the team's communication been this, this postseason in terms of their goals and their preparation for, for these matches between the semifinal and now this big one coming up? Yeah, I mean, as a defensive unit, we like communicate like so much, like starter, non-starter. We're all super close. We're all really good at like giving each other like advice or like not being afraid, like, oh, I made a mistake. How do I do better? We're all trying to give each other like just positive feedback. And like, if you make a mistake, you aren't like scared that you're in film. They're going to be like, oh, this is your fault because it could happen to anybody. Um, so for us, like our communication is huge with each other. We're all very close with each other. Um, and just as a team, like sometimes we don't have a ton of communication. And so the past couple of weeks, we've been really working on, okay, at practice, it's quiet. We need to be louder. We need to communicate more. So just, especially when things aren't going our way, we tend to get more quiet. So making sure that if they score on us, okay, how can we communicate and get back into the game? You know what? It's so wild to sort of hear you talk about that a little bit coming off of the semifinal. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, talk about like showing up for the players, like massive scenes in this semifinal against, um, oh my God, I'm already forgetting who you were looking for. (laughs) San Diego. I'm I'm just stuck on the, I'm just stuck on the crowd because there were, there were literal moments in this match where like, I'm someone who's watching it at home. And I'm just like, my God, it's so loud in there right now. How did it feel sort of stepping onto the pitch and having to go through those maybe periods of moments where like you really desperately need to be communicating with your team and there's all this mess of scenes going (laughs) on around you? Yeah, it's very loud there. Usually you can't really hear a lot of people. So when it's like a corner kick or something, that's when the time to like get information out to each other. But it also like brings you so much energy too, because we got scored on obviously like pretty early in the game and we could have like went into our shells and got really quiet. But instead, like, I think we had a really good response and hearing the fans like backing us up and like just behind us the whole time was like probably what helped us the most. Um, Like they were so loud. Like I haven't heard Providence Park that loud in a while. So it was just pretty special. And yeah, like I think we had a great response to being scored on and we came and we fought and we like, were like, no, like we're grabbing this game and we're going to win this game. We have to talk about it because as you mentioned, um, San Diego gets that opening goal. You come back and equalize. And as this game is winding down and there's stoppage time being put onto the clock, uh, who else but Crystal Dunn <laughs> ends up getting this game winning goal? I want to know from your perspective, Kelly, what did you see during that sequence leading up to the goal? Well, I feel like the last 10 minutes, we were just like, go, 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 go. I was like, we've got to score. Like we are in their half, like so much. We were just attacking, attacking, attacking. You could tell, like we put another level into the game and this was like, yeah, stoppage time. We're like, okay. Like I remember saying to myself before she scored, I'm like, we got to score on this. Like, just try to get your head on this. Like, I think Taylor was out of the game. So I was like, okay, maybe I can win the header this time. So just the ball popped out to crystal and we're like, Oh my gosh. But it was actually insane. Like her face, like her expression, like she like didn't know what to do. We all didn't know what to do. It was just like an unreal goal. And I'm so happy for her because like, she has just been amazing for us. Like coming back, like she was training up until she basically had Marcel, which is insane, but just to see her come back and like how happy she is and how hard she's been trying to get back has been amazing. It was uh, again. We're talking about scenes in the stadium. I mean, that was <laughs> it was already it was already loud, and then just it's just like you just saw the, yeah. the 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 top pop off of of the stadium, and everybody just sort of lose their minds. It was it was outrageous to to see and, and to witness. So for you, I, I kind of want to stay with that energy a little bit because you you picked up Iron Woman for for Portland, one of you know five players to actually achieve playing every minute this season across the back line so sitting in a deeper role you know on the pitch for your team in that position what's maybe like one of the biggest things that you learned about your team this year um one of the biggest things I would say just like 
our determination for each other. Like we all work so hard to the point that sometimes we work too hard where like everyone works so hard to drop back. Like when we defend that sometimes like we're all on top of each other instead of like stepping up to higher players. So it's like, it's never that we're not going to work hard in a game. It's like other things that we need to work on. So I just know like going into every game, like everyone's going to give their all. Everyone is going to be working their hardest. And I think like that's something special and like you can then build off of that in any way you want. So like each game we can change tactics, but we all know like we're going to all work hard for each other. And it's just like a big thing for us this year has been just like finding joy in playing because like with everything outside of soccer going on, like we just need to find the joy in the game again. And like, that's why we're playing to have fun and to, you know, like we're not dealing with outside stuff every day. Um, so like be- having joy while playing has been a big thing for us and just like, I think everyone's showing up for each other every single day. This year, Portland uh, welcomed a new coach, Rian Wilkinson, into the the front office um, and, and a bunch of new staff coming in. And she has taken you guys to the playoffs. Uh, you got a bye week during the first week and now into the NWSL championship. Uh, when you look at Wilkinson and kind of how this team has developed under her, what do you think has been the the biggest step forward for this group this year? Yeah, I think it's been really cool. Um, She's very different than Mark, so it's been, like, opposites. But I love it because she brings this, like, calm energy to her that, like, okay, it's halftime. There's no one's going to freak out. We're all going to have a calm energy. Everyone take a breath together. And I think that's been, like, really important for us because the first thing we want to do when we come in at halftime is, like, oh, this and this to each other. And instead she's, like, no. Everybody sit down, relax, like, grab your breath. And it's refreshing. And I think she like just wants us like to do well so much that it's like, I don't know, like, I feel like I've never really had a coach believe in me so much and just like always like want what's best for me. And it's just been like, I'm really grateful for it because like other years, like I haven't dressed or I haven't played. So like having just like knowing that she believes in me in the back of my head, it's, it like helps like for me to be like, okay, I can, you know, try to do something new in the game. She's open to, for us to trying new things. Like if we make a mistake, she's not going to be like, oh, well you did this. Like she wants us to make mistakes. And I think just feeling backed up um, through everything has been important. How refreshing to have a coach come into halftime and just be like, sit down. Yes. That's what I'm saying before. Like, it's just was be crazy. And now she's like, okay, everyone don't speak to each other, like collect yourselves. And then let's all come together and speak together. And it's like, really relaxing is at halftime. I'm like, my like adrenaline's rushing and it's just like, everyone's trying to fix everything. And I'm like, we can't all fix it at once. So like everyone just takes a collective breath and it's really nice. Wow. I honestly, I love that so much. Um, so she's brought a sense of calmness and, and deep breaths into the group. She also, <laughs> as a defender, she also switched up the formation a little bit. Portland has gone um, from a three back to a four back, uh, players rotating in and out all over the pitch. I want to know from your perspective as a defender, um, that adjustment process going from a four back to a three back and now switching again, like kind of describe that for the listeners. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I like the three back because I'm more like able to do more on the field, Um, like center back. I'm kind of more stuck and she makes jokes because it's like, if I have any chance I get to get up the field, I will go. And she always makes jokes about it. Like Kelly, like you can't go every time. And I'm like, okay. Um, But yeah, we really like, just gave all in like the beginning of the year we started in the three back and we all just like said okay we're gonna do this and we're gonna do it to the best of our abilities and then like as season went on like we had injuries and stuff so we had to change so I think just yeah like we all are on the same page and I think that helps and we like trust in her and our coaching staff that they're going to pick what's best for us and so when we had a bunch of injuries we're like we can't the three back isn't really working so we went into the four back So I think, I don't know, like we just trust each other and we watch like a lot of film. We go over a lot of like tactical stuff. And I think that's important. We like go over it on the field. We go over it on the whiteboard. If anyone has questions, we always ask because the last thing you want is to change formation and then nobody knows when to step because that can get really confusing. So I think there are times when like it didn't work and there are times when like you could see it clicking and, you know, like I think in our last game, like we kind of changed into like a press more and like you could see it click better. Love listening to you talk about that because I when we've been covering the Thorns in, in particular during this postseason, 
been referring to you guys as like one of the like if not the deepest team in the league right now and you could sort of see that reflected in how you all have the ability to kind of you know drift in and out of formation depending on what Wilkinson is is presenting to you all uh in terms of this moment though uh you know the last time the thorns were in the championship final was was back in in 2018 it was same year you signed a full-time contract with the club so having some time between then and now, I just wanted to ask you, like, maybe what are some of the differences for you in between preparing for the final compared to back then versus now? Yeah, back then I wasn't even dressing. So it is like night and day for me, um, which is really cool because I've seen both sides of it. And so like, I can help teammates who don't dress. I can help teammates who do dress. Like a lot of people come to me when they're like, I don't know how to feel about certain things. And I just like want people to know, like, I've been there too it's okay. It's okay to go through like everything you're feeling. I think it's just crazy because I am like playing in a final and I honestly like did not ever like see this happening for myself. If you would have asked me back then, but I think we tend to like over psych ourselves. And so we just need to approach this as like, okay, it is any other game. Like we need to play, like we're playing a regular season game. We, cause sometimes we're like overthinking things. We're like, oh, this is the final. Like we're gonna, we gotta do this. We gotta do that. Instead of just like, okay, no, it's a normal game. We just need to approach it as like another day instead of as the final. Cause the moment we see it as the final, we're gonna be like overthinking things. And that's just like, not where we play our best. Kelly, you must be like reading my my mind because a follow-up <laughs> for you that I was gonna have was that sort of listening to you chat a little bit about the differences in 2018 versus preparing for this one in 2022 is that, you've got a little bit of that experience behind you now. And there's, you know, with sort of talking about this Portland Thorns team as like a team that does have a lot of depth, that means that there's a ton of players who are kind of going through this for the first time. And maybe that's where someone like you can kind of come in and provide uh, that bit of advice or or experience, whether it's someone to like a Morgan Weaver or like a Sophia Smith. Like these are players who are going to be participating in their first NWSL championship final. These are players that you go up against in training. Uh, what, what is it that you're maybe sort of, you know, giving advice to them, whether it's, you know, as, as a defender or just as a teammate in preparation for this moment? Yeah. I think just everyone doing like what they've been doing all season. Like we've been a pretty special team when we are playing the soccer we want to play. And so we should, we like, can't stray away from that. We can't be like become individual. We can't, do things we haven't been doing because what we've been doing has been working. And I think staying together as a team and like communicating as much as we can to each other and just like being there for each other. Like there are tough times in the game when you're like, Oh my gosh, what's going on. It's a corner. They just had like three corners on us, but like there's certain people like I know I'll like make eye contact with and just like, no, okay, take a breath. Like we're in this together. And just like, you know, having that mutual feeling of like, we're in this together has like, I think gotten us like pretty far and like we're pretty open as a team so if anyone really is feeling a type of way like we work through that like together so it's like pretty like we have a pretty special team an incredibly special team um and and you touched on this a little in that you have been in those positions where you weren't dressing and you weren't playing. Um, and now that you are that starter and that consistent player and iron woman for this team, there are also still other players that are very new to this. There are a number of rookies on this Portland side um, and players that are, are coming into the NWSL game. I mean, you look at someone like a Sam Coffey who has been pushed in and out of different <laughs> positions. Um, when you look at Sam in particular and and her season this year, uh, playing right in behind her, um, how is your relationship with her defensively and like the communication that you two have on the field? Yeah, I love Sam. She cracks me up. Actually, there's one game she was having an allergic reaction during the game. And I was like, are you good? Like I had asked her like 30 times, like in 10 minutes, like, are you okay? Like, please let me know. But Sam's great. Like she really like just took that six role and like did her best. And she's doing amazing. Like for not playing six, like we were like spoiled with Ange last year. Like Ange is just in another world, but Sam has really come in and like, you know, played to the best of her abilities and she's doing really well. And I think it's something that she like should be celebrated. And obviously like she is and like it's deserving. And so Sam is like so great to play with because like she's somebody that you can like have an open conversation with like you be like Sam I need you to here I need you here and she's always going to do it and you know she's always going to work hard for you you know she's always going to put in those tough tackles and so it's like pretty fun to play with her because 
Like when you see her make a big tackle, it makes you want to make a big tackle. And like, she's always trying to find ways. How can I help you? Like, on the ball like where do you want me to be and it's so it's always like a conversation with her like hey maybe try this or can you stay away from me but like show for somebody else so she's just always trying to do what she needs to be doing looking ahead to this championship match portland and you know that you're going up against kansas city current um a side that can be incredibly dangerous and has made it through a quarterfinal a semifinal, um and now heading into this championship um for you and maybe as a team what what's kind of the focus when now that you know you're going up against kansas city and what they've been able to do this year yeah um tomorrow will be like our big like day where we watch a lot of film and go over tactics so I mean we played them recently so it's pretty still fresh in our brains and like they've been doing so well so I think just you know like they have fast forward line they have AD and goal like they're a good team they play a three back so like how does the three back match up against us so I think just you know going over the last game that we played with them because the first time we played them was like the first game of the season so like that was so long ago but we played them recently so just going over that game and like what tactics we think is going to be best for this game I think is going to be really important and you know it's going to be a really good game it's going to be a battle and I think we're like all really excited for it love to hear it um something else you love to hear and see uh, with the you know fast approaching conclusion of the 2022 season in NWSL also comes a lot of awards that drop. There's individual awards that get dropped, and there's also uh, best 11s that dropped. And we saw today, as of this recording, we saw that the best 11 and second best 11 had dropped, and we wanted to issue congratulations to you Thank for making that <laughs> second team. Yes, Kelly Hovland, that's a 2022 second team yes. alongside your teammate Becky Sauerbrunn as well. Yes. So, very, very exciting times. We just wanted to, uh, you know, congratulate you and ask you, like, what were your reactions when you when you got the news? I honest, I got an email and I was sitting with my boyfriend downstairs and I was going to just go over. It. I just thought it was like an email for the league. And so I was like, ah. and then like I went and checked my email again and I was like, wait, I was like, I don't think this is right. And I was like shocked because like, I just didn't expect it at all. Like, I feel like I'm one of those people who, like, never gets awards. And I'm just, like, accepted that. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I saw it, and I was like, wait, what the heck? I, like, was started screaming. I was like, I got this. And, like, he was just so happy for me. But I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was in complete shock. Like, I just didn't expect it whatsoever, like, at all. But I'm, like, so grateful, and I'm so excited. I love so- I, I am so happy for you on that because like it so well deserved. And as you mentioned, like defenders don't get that many yeah. and that many I'm awards. I just accepted it at this point. I'm like, I'm just one of those people. I don't get awards and I'm like, I'm okay with it. Uh, look, we're going to keep the celebratory vibes going <laughs> here, right? Cause we're nearing the, the end of the interview. We like to have a little bit of fun with our guests before we, we let them go. So since celebrations are in order, you know, even for, for a moment like this, we heard that you are team DJ uh, for performance <laughs> and you typically kind of, you know, get things going. It's a very important role. I don't think people realize. I would say it's almost as important as playing every single minute at the center back position. I got, yes, I got to bring the vibes every day. You said you like really set the scene, like you set the tempo energy, you bring that energy. If someone is coming in on a day, you have to make sure that they're up for that as well. So we wanted to ask you before we close out here, what is what has been like your go to uh, track to sort of get things started? Um, so weirdly enough, recently, Yin Yang Twins has really been like super popular. I just made for the playoffs. I made like a whole new, I have a game day playlist, but I made a brand new one for playoffs and it had a lot of Yin Yang Twins. Um, Sean Kingston, Take You There has been a big one. Um, LMFAO has some, like, it's honestly like older songs that gets everybody going, but like Lil John, we love Lil John, and like I made a TikTok of everyone's best like Lil John voice. So uh, it's actually oh, really funny. TikTok. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we've been kind of going back into the Yin Yang Twins, and that's been like what's getting everybody going. So I, I want to know what's what's like the one song when you want to get people dancing. What is the song that you put on? Dance. Um. Titi Me Pregunto. Um. By Bad yes. Bunny. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. We love that song too. That one gets everyone going too. I better not sing it because like, I don't want to sing it. I literally, but I was about to start singing it, (laughs) but I like, I love that song. It's so good. Yeah. That's a big bad bunny fan. (laughs) Oh yeah. Look, I I don't know if I would, I would trust, I would trust someone who wasn't. Um, (laughs) All right. So we're talking about getting hyped. We're talking about dance, best song to, to, to get people dancing. How about, like if you need to like tone it down, what's the the song you're going to if you need to to have people chill? Tone out? it down, ooh. Um, like what are you gonna play if all of a sudden Coach Wilkinson's like, all right, everybody, I need you all to just sit take down, take a deep breath. He points to you and says, deep- "Kelly, hit it." Take a deep breath. Ooh, that's hard. I I mean, I do have like a Sunday vibes playlist that I put okay. on. Okay. And we've got some like love by um, Kendrick Lamar. That's a good yeah. one. Ocean Eyes is on there. Um, yeah, I think those are everyone. Good. We have a big range of people on the team, so sometimes I'm like, if you don't like this, sorry, but I can't. I can't. just wait a couple minutes, and a new one will come on. Exactly. Like- <laughs> I and I always offer everybody you can give me requests if you'd like. So if you don't give me a request, then I'm that's your fault. Look, yeah. that's a real teammate right there. Just letting them know, <laughs> opening it up, opening it up for the opportunity to participate yes. and give feedback. Not all DJs do that, but DJ Kelly Hubley. I will do that for them. Yes. <laughs> Love to hear it. Listen. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us on Attacking Third. We always like to show some love to our listeners. So thank you everybody for listening and joining along to this interview. Congrats on this fantastic run in the NWSL playoffs, Kelly, and good luck on Saturday. Reminder to everyone, you can catch Kelly Hubley and the Portland Thorns against Kansas City Current in the NWSL Championship on Saturday, October 29th at primetime on CBS. Thanks so much for Kelly Hubley for joining us. Now, here's Alex Loera from Kansas City Current. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports soccer podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and NWSL analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we have a special interview ahead of the NWSL championship final. A quick reminder to subscribe to us on YouTube to never miss out whenever we go live for our NWSL championship preview and live recap Today, we welcome a rookie for Kansas City current defender, midfielder, forward. She plays it all. NWSL championship bound, Alex Loera. Welcome to Attacking Third. Thank you so much for having me. We're hyped to have you. Listen, it's your first time on the show. We always get so excited when we get someone on for the first time. And especially uh, the occasion, uh, the the moment that is being uh, commemorated. The, the Kansas City current are headed to the NWSL championship final. Let's just start there. How are you feeling as a team is big game? Yeah, it's crazy because we, we got to this point and we are so ecstatic. We we've taken each game game by game. So Houston and then rain. Um, but we are so excited. Um, it's obviously history. We're making history for our club. Um, so that is, that's something super special to all of us, but just team morale. Everyone is on a high. We're just trying to enjoy it, um, enjoy the little things that come with it. And so it's it's been a crazy, crazy journey, um, but we're we're so excited for where we're at. It is very exciting to watch this Kansas City team this year. I mean, even throughout the regular season into the playoffs, it's just been electric and really fun to watch. And you've gotten recognized by a lot of different people, um, not just in the soccer world, but all over the place. But as a former Santa Clara, you have to know that you're getting some big shout outs from other former players, Allie Wagner, Brandy Chastain, they're tweeting at you. We talk to Allie a lot because she's an analyst for CBS and she is always shooting your horn. How does it feel to be recognized by some of the greatest that have ever played this game? 
Yeah, it's obviously super humbling. I am so blessed to have them um, talk so highly of me. I know I love Allie and Brandy and Leslie Osborne and every Santa Clara alum. Um, I was actually just talking to, to Hugh Williams about it. And he was saying that like, you Santa Clara people really stick together. And I'm like, yeah, we have to, like we, we've got each other. And, and so I think it's, it's definitely um, super special when I hear them um, talk about me and give me some praise. And so I, I'm thankful and I, and I love both of them very dearly. So um, it's, yeah, it's super incredible. Yeah. You gotta, you look, we always gotta, we always gotta rep for the Santa Clara Broncos whenever. Yeah. And there's a lot of Broncos all across NWSL. So uh, not too shocking mm-hmm. to continue to see the legacy being established with, with someone like yourself with Kansas city. You've had quite the season so far with the current and uh, you know, what were some of your, personal goals that you hope to achieve when you were drafted to the current, you know, have you checked any of them off since then? Yeah, I honestly, when I was drafted, I just wanted to come in and help in any way that I could. Um, obviously I wanted to have a positive impact on the club. And so, um, I've been super, super blessed and thankful for, for every minute I've gotten to play, um, because it's not always like that. And so it's been super, super great. Um, and I just feel so thankful to the club. I just knowing that the coaches have confidence in me and trust and the other players have trust and confidence in me just helps me um, to be able to, to play the way I am. And I think I obviously wanted to score in my first year because I don't get to score often. And so um, I got my first goal in challenge cup against Chicago and my family was actually at that game. So that was super special to me. I, it was incredible. I just came on in the second half and I don't know what happened. I just was like, I'm going to shoot it. And so I just shot it. And then it was just hearing my family. Cause you always know their voices and you can hear them. And so just hearing them cheer. And then this past weekend too, my family was able to make the game and then I scored again. And so that was, that's definitely something that I wanted to, to try to contribute in this, this season. And you know, help with some assists here and there. And so I think there's, there's definitely been some, some statistical things that I wanted to check off that I was able to do. But um, I think even just growing relationships with the, with the different players and, and the coaching staff was just something I really wanted to establish in this first year and, and ownership. Um, So I, I definitely have been super thankful that that's all happened this year. You've definitely checked off a lot. I mean, as you mentioned, scoring that goal in Challenge Cup, when you look back to that first goal, uh, did you expect to keep that going? Like, did that almost like crack open the door a little bit of like, coach, put me higher up the field. Let let me continue to get more goals. Yeah, I think just even having that feeling after that, after I scored was like, let me play forward. But I'm like, I'm not forward. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) that was just me wanting to experience the feeling of scoring again. But Honestly, I, I will play wherever he wants me to play. I'll play wherever anyone wants me to play as long as I can, you know, get on the field and help contribute to anything. So, um, as much as I would like to keep scoring and, and being the one to do that, I, I'm just so happy that my teammates are having such great years scoring and, um, the celebrations, watching them light up and celebrate. It's been, it's been super great. Alex, I'm a former defender, so I understand any opportunity to score or to play higher up the field, you like jump at it. And then sometimes when you're in the middle of it, you're like, okay, wait, like I just, I just, I know I just need to play defense. I'm just going to track back. (laughs) You mentioned Hugh Williams. He's still involved with the club. He was the coach last year and now um, involved in the front office and still very involved, but there was a bit of a a revamping in the coaching staff, adding on Matt Potter, Ella Massar, Lucas Rodriguez. So how has been working with the KC staff this year helped you develop personally? Yeah, I just, I was able to talk with Matt before I got here. And so we kind of just established a relationship before I got here um, with the national camps and stuff. So that's been super great to just kind of have him in my corner and just know that he has full confidence in me, full trust. Um, So I think that has really helped our relationship because it just the confidence that you get from knowing that your coach trusts you. And even when you make a mistake, um, knowing that they still have your back and, and the other coaching staff, they are fantastic. Ella, Lucas, and Lloyd, they are wonderful people. They, they know the game well, they're so smart, but also they're, 
they're just a bunch of kids at heart that love soccer. Like we will be getting our cleats on and we look out and they're playing some game on the field when they're setting up. And so it's just knowing that they also love the sport and still play the sport whenever they can. I think that's been super helpful. And in, in all of our relationships, we all try to like walk past them, not make each other. Like it's something so silly and so kid like, but it's just <laughs> that energy that they bring to, to the practices and the games and just everything that they do for this club. It's been so easy to create that relationship with them. I love that. Look, there's nothing, there's nothing better than sort of having that kind of like free and loose energy going into a really uh, big, big game on the horizon for you all. But we've, we've touched on it a little bit, cracked a couple of jokes already about how you played everywhere. It seems yeah. this year. So as someone who's had a lot of different perspectives in game on the pitch for this team, whether it's been higher up on the pitch or, or lower um, let's talk about the teammates. Which of your teammates uh, along the different lines has been particularly helpful in, in getting you acclimated to, to league play this year? Yeah, the first one that stands out for me is Desi Scott. She is just an incredible human. She, I am so lucky to have someone like her on my team, and I wish everyone could experience having Desi on your team. Um, she just puts full confidence in you. She she works so hard for everybody. If you lose the ball, she's busting herself to get back, to get that ball. And so not even just on the field, but off the field, she makes sure you know that you're comfortable in this environment. And, and if there's anything that you want to speak up about, like she is right behind you. Um, she's our biggest hype man. She, she's just everything that encompasses a leader and just an overall great human. And so she has definitely made this transition from college and especially not knowing anybody on this team coming into this year. I think she, yeah, I, I couldn't say enough, enough about Desi Scott. I, I, you just have to know her and to be on her team to know that she is definitely the heart and soul of our team. And she makes, she makes this team go around. And so she was definitely somebody who, who really helped me. And then also Taylor Leach, she, I just remember in preseason, she was, I always got to be behind her and like the passing patterns or next to her when we were scrimmaging or something and her leadership, her, her vocal leadership, just every chance that she gets to help you, she, she takes it and she may not get the reward, but she loves seeing people succeed because she's contributed to that person's success. And so during preseason, she was always in my corner, like, Hey, if you, if you take your touch a little bit more this way, like it might help you a little bit. And so I think she is just somebody who has put so much confidence in me. And I know that at halftime, if I'm struggling, I can go to her and be like, Hey, like, what's like, what am I doing? What do I need? Do you see anything? And I know that she is always there. Um, so she's also been somebody who, who I've been looking up to this whole time. I mean, I love to hear you talk about uh, your teammates and and kind of that's been the vibe all year around Kansas City is that it is such a family and, and a sisterhood. Uh, looking back at the last two games for Kansas City throughout the playoffs, the quarterfinal and then the semifinal, um, Desi Scott was serving her suspension during the quarterfinal. So she was not available that game. And then the last match, the semifinal against OL Reigns, she was available. Uh, you have played right alongside her in the midfield in that semifinal match. What was the difference in those games, having Desi and then not having her for this, the first match? Yeah, I Desi just, she vocally contributes so much. She knows the game so well that you don't see a run coming and she sees it two steps ahead. And so she's got it covered. And, and just, if you miss a tackle, like I said, she's got the the nickname, the destroyer. Um, and she will just lay her body on the line for you. And I think that obviously we all have that for each other, but when she's on the field, you know that you can maybe make a more risky decision because she has your back. And so I think just, I think we are just a different team when she is on and off the field. She just brings so much to our team that it's like, you can't miss her when you're watching. Oh, you can't miss her. It's so fun to watch her play for sure. Um, you touched on this a little, Alex, and that, that you play defense, you play midfield, you might want to play some striker at times. What are the conversations uh, between you and, and Matt Potter, head coach of The Current, about playing those various roles? And especially when you do get shifted higher up the field and then shifted back, what, what are those conversations like? 
Yeah, I think he definitely reminds me that I still have to do my defensive duties when I am up higher on the field because I'm all about, let me score. Just let me, I think I could just go through everybody because I'm like, I just want to score. But then, like you said earlier, when you get in those positions and you're just like, oh, I'm not as creative as I want to be or, (laughs) oh my gosh, what do I do now? Like you just really, I have grown to appreciate what our forwards do and just their creativity and everything. I'm like, how do you think of that? And so I like, well, jokingly, if we're doing like a passing pattern, like usually we'll split like defense and attacking so that they can get more into the attack, more on goal. And and I'm more on the defensive side, which is still fun, but not as much fun as scoring. And so I'm always like, Matt, can I go in the, can I go in the other group? I, I probably like the little Matt in his ear, like, Matt, can I go, can I go today? Am, am I in the attacking group today? And so I think it's just, it's a very playful banter, like just, he knows that I, I just love to score, even though like, I'm like, maybe not the most creative person. So it's just, it's just a super fun kind of relationship with him. And, and so when I do get to, that's, what's also nice about having Desi side by side is because I kind of have a little bit more free reign and I can get up and down, but yeah, it's, I just have this, this scoring addiction that I'm like, I just want to feel it again. And so it's like, but you're not that good up there. So it's like, you got to figure out what's good for you. And so it, yeah, it's just a really fun environment with him. You're playing oh. alongside Desi, you know, like, okay, I can go forward and she'll, she'll cover me. Like I can yes. just run and, and yeah. get a goal. Yeah, exactly. It's killing me though, hearing you sort of like <laughs> check yourself. You're like, wait a minute though. I'm yeah. not the most <laughs> But look, it's just year one for you. Who knows? Maybe yeah. when we chat with you in the future, that'll be one of those different personal goals for you. And we'll talk about You're it. Right. But uh, in terms of, looking ahead in the near future to this NWSL championship. Uh, Let's talk about Kansas City's journey to the playoffs. So the team is officially one step closer to a little bit of a like worst to first storyline here. I know you've all been hearing it all season long. The team picked up the two big wins, quarterfinal victory over Houston, the semifinal win against O.L. Reign. What's it been like uh, preparing for so many elimination games, but not just big games, big games on the road. Yeah, that is, that's a huge point. I think each team brings different challenges than the other. So it's just taking each game day by day um, and just kind of learning their tendencies, learning their strengths and maybe what we can exploit to help us. And so it's been, it's obviously not easy to go on the road and get a win, but um, I think what helped us is looking back at our season, we did go on a 13 game unbeaten streak and many of those were on the road. So we knew kind of, we've been in this environment. We know what we can and can't do. Like, like we know we have it, we have the mm-hmm. tools that we need. And so I think just being able to have that experience and, and just kind of that confidence in ourselves to look back at that unbeaten streak and know that we did that on the road too. And not just at home is like, we, that's our reason to believe like we have the experience. So let's just go and put it in to these games. And so I think that's exactly what we did. And we, we were able to come out successful. The belief that this team has is so strong, but now as you, you look ahead, the NWSL championship, you know, you'll be facing Portland Thorns, a team that has had a lot of success as a club. Um, as you prepare for this championship and this week in training, um, what are the differences versus the other postseason games? And then especially from the regular season? Yeah, I I think just one of the the big ones is this is a huge game. Like this is it's each game has been huge, but like this is all the marbles. Like this is what we've been working for. And so just kind of preparing for Houston where we're extra focused. I mean, not Houston, um, Portland, we're extra focused for this, for this game. And when we go into film, we're extra focused, it's more detailed. Um, and just knowing that we're going to have, we're going to, it's going to be long hours in film and, and training and stuff, just knowing that you maybe need to go watch film on your own. And so it's just, there's the little things, the preparation leading up to this, to this weekend is, it's just amplified from what we've been doing. But I do think that our coaching staff does such a great job of preparing us through the week that when we get to that point, it's like no more thinking. Like you have you have everything you need. 
we've prepared you, you've prepared yourself, you've played them before, just have the confidence and go out there and, and do what you love. And so I think that's been something that's been really important is just extra focus now so that when we get to the game, there's no new learning, no new thinking, we can just go out and be ourselves. So I think that's something that we're trying to keep in mind. I love that. I think that's a great perspective to have ahead of such a big game. The, the, we've been chatting about like goal scoring and showing love to, uh, you know, scoring in front of net. But, you know, the, the team had a really big defensive performance in the semifinal, getting the shutout, 37 clearances. The, the stats were outrageous. How, how has the communication been uh, between the defense during the postseason? And, and how is, you know, playing with someone like Adriana French sort of helped in, in your development this year? Yeah, I, again, can't applaud our defense, like you said, enough for their performance this past game, especially AD um, pulling out saves that I'm like, how in the world did you just save that? Um, but that's her. She is just incredible. And and she demands excellence from every single one of us. And, and sometimes it can come off a bit harsh in the moment, but you know that she has your best interest and that we all have this, this same goal in mind to keep the ball out of our net. And so mm-hmm. she, just to have her to look up to and, and just her communication ability, her leadership, she is just, she's incredible. And, and I'm just like, I am so lucky to have you behind me. Like everyone should be afraid to go against her because she is, she's just so I'm going to throw my body here. And if I hit the pole, at least I saved the ball. And so she's just, Mm -hmm. she's incredible. She, her leadership on and off the field, she demands excellence from everybody and, and including herself. If she, if she makes a mistake, she's the first one to raise her hand and be like, look, that's on me. And so I think just, there's so much good that she does that you can't help, but look at her and be like, wow, she's inspiring. And so I think it's been, it's been so helpful for me just because I know that even if I mess up, she has my back, but also she's going to hold me accountable, which helps me hold myself accountable. And so I think she just, she just makes everyone around her better. and, And we're very lucky to have her on this team for sure. AD French is a big reason that that your team is headed to the championship. And now that you have punched your ticket to the NWSL championship in Washington, D.C., you touched on it a little bit. Your family was at the game when you scored that first goal in Challenge Cup. They've been to a couple. Now that you know you're going to D.C., who are you expecting to have in the stands? Like what, what members of your family are like, hey, Alex, we're coming. We need tickets. Yeah, my mom and my grandma are some of my biggest supporters try to make every single game that they can. My dad tries to make every game that he can. And even my siblings, I have an older sister, a younger brother and a younger sister. Um, and they're like, I'm calling into work sick. Like I, like, I'm sorry, I gotta go. Like, this is so huge that it's just like, everyone is trying to be there. My grandparents on my dad's side, they're coming. My aunt's on my dad's side and my aunt, uncle, my mom's side. It's just, everyone is like, this is like a once in a lifetime, maybe thing in your career. Like not everyone makes it to the championship in their career. And so they're like, we want to be there for you. Like, can you get us tickets? Like, what's the deal? And so it's been really fun to like, kind of have people reach out and be like, Hey, we're coming. Like even just throughout the whole year playing and playing in this league, I've had people, random people that I was like, Oh, like, so nice to hear from you reach out and they're like hey we're coming to the game we're in town like we would love to talk to you after and so it's just it's fun how it can bring so many people together like this sport just brings so many people together not even just like our family members but like just everybody friends family and just to just come watch us play it's just incredible and so that's what's super special about our program too is like they have made it a point that they want our family members to be able to come out. So they have done everything that they can to, to fly out our family members and like just make it so special for us. And so it's just to have my mom, my grandma, everybody in the stands, it's, and to hear them because you know, their voice. So you're like, I can hear my mom for sure. And so I'm like, she's in the stands. And so it's just, it just makes every moment more special. 
I love that. I love that for, for yeah. you and all the players who are heading to this big, big game. We're we're closing it out here with, with the more uh, fun questions. So let's have one last one. we got to stay on brand here, though, Alex, because okay. when talking to your teammates, we've all asked them a pretty similar question. So we're going to ask you uh, similar as well. Look, Kansas City has been in the highlight reels for a number of things, but one of those big things are the goal celebrations that have been coming mm. from this team what has been uh, your favorite Kansas City goal celebration to date? Oh, my goodness. They're all so good. Yeah. Like, yeah. I am trying to think of all of them, and they're just so good. I think my favorite was Claire's because nobody had any idea. Like, we had asked her before the game, like, if you score, what's your celebration? And she was like, oh, we don't do that in France. Like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden she just pulls this out of rowing the boat. And it just was so perfect because it's like, she's rowing down the current. And so it was just like everything tied together. So you can like see us all looking around and then we see her rowing the boat. And then at once, all of us are like, we're in. And we're rowing the boat together. And I think that was probably my favorite thing because she is such a special person and player. And so when she was like, you know what? I'm going to celebrate me too. And so we all just celebrated with her. But like I said, every single one has been super, super fun to be a part of. Um, especially all of Lowe's are, I don't know how she thinks of it. I know. Yeah. I'm just like, where did this come from? But it's definitely, I think it's just something that has inspired people across the league because then we saw the wave or the San Diego do the wave. Like they were surfing the wave, which was super cool. So I think it's just important because we need to celebrate how hard it is to score a goal. And so to see all these different celebrations, it's like, yes, like be proud of yourself because we're proud of you too. And so it's been super fun to be a part of. I love that. I don't I don't know if we've gotten uh, Lavoche's Row the Boat, Sully. Uh, on yeah. the, I love that you brought that up. And I love that she kind of played y'all a little bit. Like that's right? very... <laughs> a little component and antidote that you share with the listener, the listeners here. So, so thank you for that. This has been a, a real delight. Um, thank you, Alex, for for joining us on Attacking Third. We always like to give a shout out to the listeners. So, thanks to our audience for for listening and joining along with the interview. Uh, congratulations to the Kansas City Current on this fantastic run in the NWSL playoffs. Good luck on Saturday. Reminder to everyone that you can catch Alex Loera and the Kansas City Current against Portland Thorns SC in the NWSL Championship on Saturday, October 29th on primetime on CBS. We will be back with more championship coverage this week. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman and Alex Loera, this was Attacking Third.